It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and S.J. Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! Welcome to the Punk Rock MBA Podcast. What's up, everybody? I'm Finn McKenty. This is the Punk Rock MBA Podcast. Today's episode is a bonus. This is my portion of when I was on the Danny Diablo show. Very cool. If you're not familiar with Danny, you probably should be. If you're into hardcore at all, you know who he is. But he is a legend in every sense of the word. Uh, he was in Crown of Thorns and Scarhead. You may know him as Lord Ezek from those projects. Uh, he's been a solo artist under the name Danny Diablo. And I don't know, if you want to hear some crazy hardcore stories, just go Google him because there are lots and lots of stories about Danny. Uh, I was thrilled that they invited me to be on their show to talk about what I do. And so I just thought I would share that here for anybody that enjoys listening to me talk, which hopefully you do if you're listening to this. Also, make sure you check out his show. There's a link to that in the show notes. It's called Diablo's Den. Lots of cool interviews with various hardcore legends that you would be familiar with. So check that out at the link in the description and enjoy the rest of the show. We're back with our first guest of the night. I want to welcome uh, one of my favorite YouTubers who I've been watching for a couple of years now, I think. Uh, randomly started showing up in all my videos, and uh, you know, I hit him up on email. We've kind of became some friends, and uh, here we are. We're excited to have him on the show. I want to welcome <laughs> Finn McKinty from Punk Rock NBA. Yeah. Hey, Finn, thank you so much for joining us. This is really cool because I know that Danny did, just did your show, which was awesome. Uh, anybody who hasn't well, heard so that. Thank you so much for that. Please check that out. We'll Thank have you. links and, uh, you know, everything for that. But uh, we were psyched to get you on our show because, dude, I listen to so much of your content and I, I'm dying to pick your brain for once uh, and kind of reverse it on you because I feel like I know you from listening to the podcast, your YouTube, <laughs> all of these things. So, uh, again, thank you so much for, for joining us. Of course. I got to ask you, the first thing I always like to ask is, how did you decide that you wanted to interview Danny for your show outside of the obvious <laughs> you know, infamous answers. There's got to be something there because most of the things you do are are pretty uh, well-researched, should I say. Yeah. Well, I would like to think that I am able to kind of look past the surface level stuff in just life in general, you know, and obviously with it's it's weird to say Danny because, you know, I've, I've known you <laughs> for like 25 years. Um <laughs> But, uh, you know, obviously there's all the stories and the, you know, blah, 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 and all that stuff's cool and whatnot. Um, you know, but my introduction to uh, to him was Train Yard Blues, which is really not like that at all. You know, it's to totally, totally. Like, it's, it's so funny that 
when people hear Tangled Blues, they but it, let's say like now new fans, they, they hear their Danny Diablo stuff and whatever, but <laughs> when they hear Tangled Blues, they're like, oh is my this God, the same? Per- yeah, they're like, is this they the say, same the, person? The lyrics, my, 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 my girlfriend's always like, yeah, like the lyrics are so amazing and it's so like from the heart. And I'm like, I'm like, that's the first lyrics I ever wrote. You know I mean? So it's insane. Like, like it's like, I, 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 I to me, uh, Crown Thorns will always be my heart. You know I mean? It's like you mean say so. I I can't wait to do another Crown Thorns record. I mean, I mean, there's there's been a few times in my life. I forget the name of the song, but uh, there's been a few times in my life where I've done something really fucking dumb, and I was like at the doctor or waiting for something to come in, <laughs> and I and I heard the you know guess I'll have to learn, learn the hard way. Yeah, head check, head check, yeah, head check, head check. Yeah, and I'm just <laughs> like fuck. Please let me get away with this one. <laughs> so I want to just jump right into the interview, Finn, because I think one of your paths is super interesting to me because I think a lot of people don't understand how much work actually goes into producing, say, one of your videos. I think a lot of people just assume it's like, I'm going to throw a video up. I'm going to start this channel. I'm going to get a million views. I'm going to make all this money. I mean, am I am I correct in sort of assuming that, that that's sort of the norm? Uh, well, you know, I think people know that it's work to do YouTube. Um, maybe, maybe they don't, I don't know. Um, but it's kind of, I guess to, to give people an idea, I would say I probably put into, into the video itself, you know, I probably put somewhere around, you know, 12 hours of work or something into each one. Um, you know, and then on top of that, it's just like, you know, being in a band or something, there's, you know, posting on social media and responding to comments and all the, all that other shit that, you know, takes up more time. And I consider that all part of the same thing because I wouldn't be able to, you know, make the videos without doing that stuff because it's, you know, interacting with people and stuff. That's how I learn what people want and what they think. And sometimes they, you know, I'm sure this happens to you guys, like 10 people tell me to check out some band and I'm like, all right, I need to check these guys out. And then I do. And it's, you know, I understand why and all that stuff. So, you know, to, and, and then obviously like, you know, it's just being around the scene for so long all that's that's all a product of like i couldn't make the videos that i do without you know seeing earth crisis 25 years ago or whatever well you know what i mean and that's one of the things i enjoy the most about your videos is that it's like you're super genuine it's like you can tell that you're like a hardcore dude who's gone to like a, a bunch of the same shows that we have um and again it just it was really interesting to me because i i can't remember the first video i watched of yours but again i was probably watching you know some kind of live video and it you know, the algorithm started kicking in and I subscribed and I was like, yeah, this is pretty cool. I had a ton of, ton of really good content. And again, I, I still remember reaching out to you with my first email, kind of just like being like, yo, your stuff's awesome. And we were talking about music and, um, you know, it was just really cool because there was not a lot of content or at least not in front of my face that it was in our sort of scene right. like that, you yeah. know? It seems like, like, like when you speak, like when, when the first time I saw you, you were speaking and talking about uh, 90s hardcore and I was like, what? oh, and then, then James was like, oh, it's Finn. And I was like, yo, and like, he's telling, like, it caught my eye. And I sat down. I was kept on watching and watching. And I was like, I was like, this is like, this is like something like, like someone that is telling the, the new, get new people what, 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 what was going on in the 90s. And it's cool. A lot of, a lot of people talk about that stuff. I mean, a lot of people right. just talk about what's going on now. And it's cool to see, like, even the, the pop punk stuff, it's cool because, like, I was part of that situation sure. somehow because of Travis Barker and, and all the stuff. I was involved with the transplants. Right. So it's, it's, it's really in that whole scene that, like, it was cool. You know what I mean? So, and, like, 
And for anybody who hasn't watched Finn's videos yet, I mean, they're, they're made in such a digestible way, which is another reason I, I can enjoy them is like, you don't need to devote a whole bunch of time. You know, like I know something like our show, it's a sit down, we watch, you know, you have to kind of sit down and take it in. But Finn has these really great things. Um, Finn, when you were launching your show, like your channel, was that something you were conscious of was like the lengths of videos and things you were going after versus say, you know, trying to create these more drawn out longer videos? Well, I had to try a few things to kind of figure out what works. Part of that is like the YouTube algorithm. It it rewards longer videos up to a point um, because, you know, the longer you stay on the site, the more ads they can show you, the more money they work, the more money they make. So they want you to make longer videos. Um, so that's kind of how I ar- arrived on it in part. But also just like I remember watching like MTV News back in the day or Yo MTV Raps or any of yeah. those like kind of shows where you know, you'd be really excited to like sit down and watch Headbangers Ball every week and find out what's going on and stuff. And that's kind of what I sort of want it to be or or a zine for that matter. Like, I think the way that I discovered a lot of the New York bands was from uh, that zine in effect, which. Oh, cool. Yeah. In effect, Chris, 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 Chris is the band. Yeah. yeah I still talk to him yeah. sometimes on Facebook. Yeah. Um, Chris, Chris, Chris. Yeah, that was like that was like my window into New York because I, I, you know, I lived in Seattle and back then, especially like 94, 95 in Seattle, there was nobody in Seattle was aware of anything happening in New York, really. You know, I'm not saying that I'm so smart. I bought it at Tower just like anybody else. <laughs> you know, yeah, no, but, I, I, I would I would think that to, to us growing up, it, it, it was the metal man, like metal maniacs would have one page in the New York right. book, like leeway on it. Exactly. Suckers, Cro-Mags, and I was like, oh man, like, like, finally someone recognizes us. But, right. it, but you know, it was like Max and Rock and Roll didn't even want to look at us. Oh, yeah. They, they hated all you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, when I found In Effect, that was, that was really cool. I think the first one had like Fahrenheit 451 or Sub Zero or something yeah. on the cover. You know, because those the bands like Leeway and Chrome Eggs and stuff, obviously great. But those were, you know, to me, like the big bands, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Um, and, you know, stuff like you guys was the next level below there. And so, you know, that's how I I, I remember I really liked, you know, like Chris's band. Uh, I think he put it out Cold Front. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Some, like pretty obscure shit, you know, because of that. And that's kind of what I try to do with YouTube is like just you know, document the stuff that, I mean, there's nobody else with an audience my size that is talking about, you know, irate or whatever. Yeah. That's one of the coolest things, man, again, about the channels, just how much different stuff you're exposed to. I mean, I'll say even for me, who's like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to be 42 years old. Like dude, the, just even hearing about the newer shit, I, I, you know, I like to think I'm somebody who's exposed to as much stuff as possible. I mean, dude, the shit that I've heard about on your stuff you know like the emo rap revivals and all this shit yeah. it's like i can't necessarily like vibe with it but i get it and i That's get why it's happening you know transplants though yeah <laughs> well you know <laughs> this this is what i related to it's sort of like not, like that generation probably looks at like our kind of music as like their dad's shit because that's like their age. Yeah. So that stuff is so different and so weird. We don't like it. It's their underground, and I told I back it. The weirder, the better kind of thing. I always yeah. think you know, punk rock, baby. Yeah, that's yeah. that's yeah. exactly that's punk rock in, in twenty twenty one. So yeah, I mean, if if old people like it, then there's that's probably a bad sign, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, people now, you know, if there's anybody younger listening to this, like it might be, you know, hard to understand or believe this, but. You know, the the 90s stuff that Danny and all those guys were part of, like, you know, punks hated that stuff back then. Yeah, you know, that was it was considered metal. 
and yeah. they hated it and it was like not at all like cool or accepted whatsoever Perfect. yeah I, I i definitely understand it because like us growing up like like me gro me growing up me hoya from Apple and q uh, we were like the punk rock kids. Were like we were like hardcore kids, almost like like hip hop influence, but we were street right. kids. And, uh, and like Craig Satari said, he said he, he blames me for ruining hardcore. And, <laughs> and I brought everyone from Queens, all my friends that grew up, to all the shows. So it was like all different characters. It was funny, and they really loved the music. You know? they got into the music. These guys and these guys were, were psychos. You know? so. <laughs> But, but but they would be like, look at punk rocker guy. They'd be like, look, Crasher and I were like, all doped up. We'd be like, look at this piece of shit. You know what I mean? Like, like, you know, growing up, and you know, be like, it's a fucking that. You know what I mean? They would, they would bug out and stuff like that. Everybody else, punk rock. You know what I mean? So it's just, it's just crazy. But once once you go to shows and you meet other people who are just as fucked up as you and just had the same problem, especially during high school and after high school, uh, and you're like, I just want to go get away from fucking... My my job, my my wife, my kid, and just a few hours of music and go back home to reality. You know what I mean? Well, That's what I, it's I about, personally, man. I I liked punk, you know, and I still do, but yeah, there's just something different about it, you know, like the song "Punk Rock Fantasy." I always yeah. liked, you know, <laughs> at least by the '90s, it's like. What are you doing? It's not 1981 anymore. This is just like cosplaying as like, you know, the guy from Discharge. <laughs> like, what are you doing? I know Discharge, GBH, the uh, the Crass, uh, Exploited. Those are all, like, pa all the patch bands. bands. Yeah, but, yeah, but those bands are like cool. Red, but they... it's like, do you need to be doing that in 1993? No. <laughs> and, they, and, they, and those guys, Discharge changed the sound of the world with that the guitar and the guitar totally. tone. So it's like metal guitar and punk, you know what I mean? So it was cool as fuck, man, you know what I mean? So. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is Krista Makes, guitarist and vocalist for Less Than Jake, and host of Krista Makes a Podcast, a songwriting podcast where every week I'm joined by an amazing guest to break down the writing, recording, and release of one iconic song from their career. In our giant evergreen back catalog of episodes, we've had rock legends such as Dee Snyder and Huey Lewis, punk rock favorites like Mark Hoppus, Fat Mike, and Brett Gurowitz, and up-and-coming artists of today such as Liz Stokes of The Beths and Genesis Owusu. We've had guests from all genres and styles of music, and I guarantee that if you peruse our back catalog, you'll see several episodes that'll make you say, man, I gotta hear that. Whether you're a fan of music or a creator of music yourself, you'll take away a whole new appreciation for the songs you know and love. Chris Makes a Podcast is available for free on all the places you could possibly listen to podcasts. And new episodes come out every Monday. But first, I want to thank DistroKid for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. If you're not familiar, DistroKid is a digital music distribution service that musicians use to put their music into online stores and streaming services. So in plain language, if you have ever wondered how to get your music on iTunes, Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube Music, Amazon, Deezer, Tidal, and many, many more, there's like 
dozens and dozens of different streaming services. DistroKid is the way to do it. It is super easy. I have used it to put my music on Spotify. It took me maybe five minutes to like set it up and upload everything. It's legitimately awesome. I am sincerely a fan of this company and their product. And for those of you who have asked, you can also upload your music to TikTok with DistroKid. And if you want a chance to get featured on DistroKid's Spotify playlists, you can do that by submitting a song through Spotlight and getting your fans to vote for you. You can also use Hyperfollow to get more Spotify followers. You can promote your new release as well as Spotify Canvas. That's where there's the video in the background in the player. And when you share it on Instagram, it shares that video too to make your Spotify release pop. And Spotify Canvas is available to all DistroKid artists. Like I said, as you can probably tell from this, like I am sincerely a fan of DistroKid. DistroKid can do everything I just talked about and so much more. So be sure to sign up with my link, which is in the show notes for this episode, to get 7% off your first year. That link is in the show notes of this episode or go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash the punk rock NBA. And thanks again to DistroKid for sponsoring this episode. So I want to talk a little bit too about, um, Finn, for those who might not be familiar before, or I don't know if you still do it, but before jumping into YouTube, you did uh, audio software stuff with, but with music and you worked on some pretty cool stuff. Tell us a little bit about that mm-hmm. sort of, uh, you know, journey and, and kind of what was involved in that. Cause you've worked with some really cool bands in that, in that world. Yeah. Well, uh, if anybody's familiar with a product called Nail the Mix, that's a thing I'm a partner in. So we uh, every month we have a new mixer on and a new a new band on. You get the actual multi-track files from the retail album, like it's like straight off their hard drive. So we've had oh, like cool. I don't know, we've had like Dillinger on, uh, Data Remember, Bring Me the Horizon, Fallout Boy, um, Lamb of God, Suicide Silence, Gojira, awesome. like all the kind of you know, big names and, yeah. and the producers along with those who are all brilliant, you know, Andrew Wade and, you know, Steve Evitz, he, he owes us a session. He's, he, we had to <laughs> make that one up, but, uh, you know, tons of, tons of great people on. So I've been doing that, um, since 2017, before that I worked for a company called creative live, yep. uh, which is an online education company for creative folks where, um, you know, I guess to toot my own horn, you know, the way that people do, audio education now, like all the live streaming stuff you see, a lot of the YouTube kind of stuff. Like, I mean, we were the first person to do, the first company to do like live streaming audio education. I worked with like um, Periphery, Between the Buried and Me, um, had like Todd from Nails and Doc from That's God so sick, and, yeah. Um, I'm kind of drawing a blank at who else, but... Um, that's cool, know. man. That's yeah, I mean, you've done, like I said, yeah. I mean, you've done a lot of cool stuff in that space, which... It was, it was interesting to me again as the more that I was you know gotten to uh, I don't want to say know you but I feel like I've known you because I've listened to you and you know taken in all your content. Um, the more interested I was in kind of all the stuff that you've been a part of and how it was a natural it seemed like a natural journey for you to be on YouTube. Did that at the time like when you started it did it feel like natural to you or were you more just like I think I'm gonna try like what was your kind of explain to me going into that space yeah. there. Well, I started out doing zines back in, you know, back when I was a kid. I started my first fanzine when I was 14 or something. So like 92 or 93, something like that. Um, And to me, you know, and then I I did those for years until they sort of sort of stopped making sense. And I started doing blogs then because, you know, blog is just a zine online. Online. Um, And then blogs kind of stopped 
being relevant. And I was like, well, I guess YouTube is the thing now. Um, so to me, YouTube is just the same as the zines that I made when I was a kid, you know, except it's a video. Um, yeah, it's a visual. Yeah. I like, I, I, I actually, it, like, you know, when you're in a fanzine, when you, back in the day, when you used to read it, and they say something, you're like, yo, did he say, it's almost like, you're like did, what do you mean? But when you say something, right. you can see, you can even see, when, yeah. when, when, but you can see when you're sarcastic, it's funny, so you'll start yeah. laughing, but, but when you see when it's serious too, so that's good. It's like, plus the kids nowadays, the attention spans are like this, man. They're not going to yes. sit and read to a zine, you know what I mean? Yeah, and, I, yeah, and me getting, getting older, I can't fucking see shit. Without putting, like, <laughs> on. So I'm happy to see fucking you know, YouTube thing, right? so it's cool. Well, it's cool yeah, too because I mean, oh, go ahead, Finn. Well, it's the same the same kind of thing that I wanted to do when I was a kid with zines. Is the reason I started doing it is because I was into like uh, basically at the time what was sort of a, an obscure set of things. I was into like hardcore death metal and graffiti, yeah. which. Back then, it was not <laughs> common to be into those three things. Now, I guess that's pretty normal, but <laughs> in 93, it wasn't. And I was like, well, if nobody else is going to talk about this stuff, I guess I will. Um, and that's the same thing I do now. If like, there's some cool artist you know, that I think is doing something interesting, then I'm going to talk about them because nobody cool. else is. And it, it's just strange to me that like with hardcore, there's this weird gap of like, you know, history that nobody talks about. It's there's a million fucking documentaries about Chromags and AF and all the kind of eighties New York bands, which obviously are legendary and deserve to have documentaries made about them. But it's like it stops in like nineteen eighty nine, you know? Like nobody even talks about Madball. Like it's, in, it, in the it's, media. It's a, you know what it is uh I could talk about this make you guys laugh. Yeah, but please so, do. I'll tell the real story why it should happen with this. In New York City um, the old bands and, and, and Nazi Front, you know, Sheer Terror, Murphy's Law, all those guys, you know, they they changed the world for us. I mean, we like Then we came out, and and when we came out, it was a whole different world. It was like it was way more dangerous. I mean, it was it was like, it was a, it was just crazy. But we were more into the graffiti, and uh, we were more into like the street shit. We were street like they say these guys talk about street stuff, but we were like like real street kids. You mean yeah, and um. I really think that that you know the, in 1995 Frank Pavich did the documentary New York Hardcore Pavich right. thing, and it was cool. it was fucking cool. But it was like a, only a little part of that thing. You know what I mean? Right. I, I, we were at Crown Thorns when they, they captured a little bit of the craziness in it. You know what I mean? But but uh, Drew Stone came out with his, and it was like it, 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 everyone's gonna be like, like they should have done this or should have that. Yeah, yeah. And I tell them like if you could do better, then do it. You know what I mean? Don't get mad at the guys who did it. You know what I mean like then do your own. But yeah. the thing is, like Scarhead, Madball, VOD, uh, all the uh, 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 bulldoze, there should be a, a, a thing on the music. You know what I mean like, VOD was a really big band back they then. They were. You they had a song with uh, Phil from Pantera. That's they were huge. I'm Finn. I. We just Nobody announced. Talks about them now. I, we just <laughs> announced at the top of this show. I actually I just signed. Uh, Tim Williams' new, new band to, to my label, so we're doing a new EP. Oh, and, cool. But I, I again, I'm, I'm with you know. I had said that I'm a, I'm a huge fan of those bands because that's my era, sort of. You know, like when I first started getting into shows, yeah. and like you know, to work with him and work, do a show with Danny, it's like it blows my mind, kind of. You know, people I don't know that I'm the person necessarily to tell that story because you know I'm not, I'm I'm from Seattle, but it's like again, if well, if nobody else is going to talk about VOD, then I guess I will. And if someone else <laughs> can come along and do it better than me, great. But 
you know, I, I think of it like we're all writing a book together and I can just add my page. This is yeah. like how I saw it. And, you know, you could do it your way and that's cool. And like, uh, it's not, you know, it's not like a competition. Um, but it's just interesting to me how certain, you know, parts of history get forgotten. And I don't look at myself as like a documentarian or anything like that. Cause I cover a lot of newer stuff too. Yeah. Um, but that is one of the things that I like to do and sort of connect the dots from, you know, from the past to the present. Definitely. And, 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 you know, it's, 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 and I'm not taking any credit away from the people who are the Frank Pavich and Drew Stone did a great job. But but remember, Drew Stone's older. Drew Stone's in the the, the, the first wave. I'm like right. Jimmy and them. So there was stuff in there I didn't even know about. You know what I mean, and and sometimes, but and if you go to the new Drew Stone, the new uh, the Hardcore Chronicles, which I'm in it, they they talk about they we talk about my music. They use my music to talk about beating people up and graffiti. I'm like, you know, I got a few albums, a few records that that are staples. Of New York hardcore, and you talk about me fighting, being gathering something. I'm like the best fighter in the, the whole city. And I'm like, that's cool and everything, but I like, I want to look like a like a like a, a Neanderthal. I want to look. I'm an artist. I'm well, I'm an artist all kinds of way. That's high praise oh, coming yeah. from Gavin, though. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 it's cool, but you know what? It's like I'm at an age right now that I don't even have to do anything. I just like sit right. there and like, and like, but it was like it's it's, it's the street. That's cool. But I can't show my mom that. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. mom, you know, hey, mom, like, oh yeah, I beat up everyone. I remember that. It's, it's crazy, but but I want someone to do like a me personally. I talked to Drew Stone all the time. I was like, I want someone to do like a, the Starhead documentary, which would be the craziest documentary, like with all the singers, Puerto Rican Mike, and you know, all the loop of Sub Zero, uh, yeah. Boston Mike, rest in peace. But and, and to show the world how crazy we were. On, on on the road and how we traveled the whole the whole world, and people would be like, "Oh my God, this is something!" And we're from that scene, we we were we were torn with hatred, we're torn with VLD, we're torn yeah. with Misfits, we're torn with Gore, we're torn with Seven Dust, we're torn with you know like all, all these bands, you know, what I mean? like, and it was it was it was, it was a, a great part of my life, and I love it. I still love 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 doing that. I love seeing the reaction of all these people, all different walks of life, all different genres of music, and they come out, the graffiti writers, the, the hoods, the fucking, right. you know? It's, 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 it's something that we messed all these cultures together and represented New York hardcore. It was, it's a, I want to do something, but you mean so, but I'm waiting. It makes me happy that uh, for whatever I can do, you know, I did a video about New York hardcore, which I yeah. felt weird about doing because, again, it's not really my scene, but I'm like, well, I'm going to do it. Um, you know, that is like 330,000 views now, which is 330,000 people awesome. that heard me talk about Scarhead <laughs> and all these other bands. Thank you so much. Um, Thank you. That, you know, maybe probably the majority of those people weren't familiar with all that stuff. Um, and uh, so if there's anything I can do, then that's cool. And so it makes me happy that there's people like you and Hoya that noticed it and thought it was well done. Thank you so much about that. Yeah, man, your a- your channel is super well done. Uh, before we let you go, Finn, I want to talk uh, quick. You started a podcast uh, at the end of last. Was it at the middle of last year or January of twenty twenty? So January twenty twenty. So tell us a little bit about the podcast. Was that just a natural again natural extension of what you were doing with YouTube? Mm-hmm. Or I mean, I know you have a producer. And it's done very very well, man. So tell uh, tell our audience a little bit about that. We actually we just joined up with you guys on Sound Talent Media, so we're very excited. So oh, you shout did? Out, Great. Yeah, shout out to those guys. Um, it's gonna be. How, how big how, how, how big is your team with you, Finn? How many people like like you, you have an editor and all like how, how does that work? One you? person. Uh if you guys need help, I'd be happy to connect you with her. She's great. 
Um, yeah, she just she's just editor and producer. So basically, I Dope. record it and then I upload the stuff to Google Drive, and she does everything else. Sick. Oh, amazing! That, yeah. that's, but, that's, that's, that's why I got Jay. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Tell us a little bit about starting that though, Finn, because it was pretty cool. I mean, it, it felt like. I mean, as a, again, as a, a viewer, it was like, wow, this dude's already doing that and now doing this. It felt like I felt like it was taking on a lot of work there for you as a viewer. What does that feel like for you? Well, the podcast is a way for me to kind of talk in obviously more depth, but also about different stuff. You know, I, I consider myself a business guy more than yeah, shout a out to your second guy. channel for those who don't yeah. know. Yeah. I mean, I went to school for business. I spent like that's what I spent the last 20 years on there's a reason i didn't play in bands it's because i was actually more passionate about, i'm not i'm not putting it down it's just like no. I'm, like i'm more passionate about business you know yeah. um and especially like you know the the sort of intersection of creativity and business which you know we all know how hard it is to do both of those things to actually support yourself doing something creative yeah. is fucking hard and I would like to think that I know a little bit about it. And, you know, I, I'm that's basically what the show is about. It's, you know, just interviews with people who have done found a way to, you know, do something cool with themselves. You know, it's musicians, uh, YouTubers, you know, entrepreneurs of some other kind. Like my friend Randall Pitch has a clothing company called Live Fit. It's like a fitness apparel brand. He's like a metalcore Orange County, like metalcore kind of kid. Sorry, Long Beach. Yeah. Um and uh, yeah, just kind of wanted a, a way to sit down with those people and talk business a little bit more about like, you know, hey, you got your uh, clothing in Pack Sun. How exactly do you do that? Right. That's cool. Yeah. Who that's... do you call? What's the pitch? Like, yeah. what exactly do they want to hear? Like, how do you get? How do you find the buyer? Like, really, just get into detail about all those things because nobody tells you the details like that. Right. And that's the stuff that yeah. matters. Like, well, and that, that's one of the things I always exactly like to contact at the label. If you want to license something and what do you tell them when you do? Yep. That's yeah, what, it's, it's I always crazy. liked that about your, your channel and your stories. Cause again, it always felt like it, it filled in the gaps in those things, you know? And, and one of the things that Danny and I always talk about on our channel too, is that like, there is all these little gaps in between the story. It's not just like, yeah, one day I woke up and then, you know, and that's kind of, Going back to my question to you is like, you know, all people probably see you and go like, oh, this dude just makes it there in front of his cool scene and talks about hardcore and throws it up online, not really realizing that it's like yeah. you're like editing <laughs> you know shit, you're writing Hard shit work. down. Plus, but, your, your own, your own, you're doing your own job, too. You're, well, you're, yeah, you're, you have a whole life outside of you this, life. Too, you know. You, know, you have a whole life. And people understand you, when people have kids or, or a significant other, shit gets crazy, bro. You're, like, you're, like, you're, you're doing something. You know how people can be and be like, hey, you're not paying attention to me. I'm like, oh, my God. And it's like, I got to finish. I got, right. I'm sorry, baby. I got to do the Storm tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Storm. Right. Yeah, and, you know, I, I'm married and I always put my wife first yeah, because, yeah. you know, because you have to. I've made that mistake before in the past, like a lot of people. Yeah. And, Yes, you know, happy wife, happy life. Yep, exactly. That's exactly. it, bro. And, you That's know, I'm it. not crying about it. Obviously, there's, I've had, I mean, I did printing for like seven years, which sucks shit. That's like, <laughs> you know, standing in one place, breathing fumes, like punching <laughs> holes in paper for seven hours, you know. So, you know, anything is better than that. But it is a lot of work, um, you know, but it's like anything else. If you keep doing it, you're not going to get worse. You're only going to get better. Yeah, you know? that's cool. That's cool, man. So, Finn, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Where can everybody find you online? Give a plug to the your Instagram, the you the both YouTube channels. Yeah, your, your, your Patreon too. Patreon. Oh yeah, shout out your Patreon, Patreon too. Yes. Give, give everybody yes. a rundown on where to find you. I'm, I'm well, business you can... mind. <laughs> yes, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> 
Patreon is awesome. So you can find it's youtube.com slash the punk rock NBA. Same thing on Twitter. You can find me on Instagram. It's just my name, Finn McKenty, F I N N M C K E N T Y podcast and everything. I link uh, link to from there. Definitely check out my Patreon. If you would like to uh, support the stuff that I do, because that really does help a lot. And uh, yeah. Thanks, uh, thanks very much for uh, having me, and welcome. Hey, to my brother. Yeah, thank man. We were, Finn, thank you so Finn, much, thanks so much for joining us, man. We were really excited to, to have you on, man. So uh, big shout-out to you, dude. And again, everybody should uh, check out Finn online. Uh, dude, thanks for having us on. Or thanks for – actually, yeah, thanks for coming on our show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my friends. That does it for this episode of the podcast. If you made it this far, thank you. Thank you for listening. We sincerely appreciate each and every one of you. If you want to help the show, there's a couple things that you can do. First of all, share it on social media. If you share it, tag us, tag Finn McKenty, that's me, and tag Deanna Chapman, that's a producer. Second thing you can do, if you really, really, really love us and really want to support us, you can support us on Patreon. There's a link to that in the show notes. You can leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you're listening to this, or you can do none of that, and you can just sit at home thinking about how awesome this podcast is. That works too. Again, thank you very much to each and every one of you for listening. We sincerely appreciate it, and we'll see you next time. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, what's up? My name's Lurk, and I'm the host of Lamgoat's Van Flip Podcast. Every week, I have in-depth conversations with bands from all over the scene, big and small. We also like to keep our finger on the pulse and showcase up-and-coming bands on the show as well. So come check out Lamgoat's Van Flip Podcast.